0: Previously on the Holdup. Stan uh, wrote to us, he says, John and John, my request is Ridley Scott's Legend. While this is a film that's often cited a fantasy classic, it's a film that I've shown to several people over the years only to have them scratch their heads and ask, why the fuck did you
1: have me watch this? Tonight, On the Holdup, our very first listener request: Ridley Scott's Legend. Welcome to The Hold Up.
0: Each month, we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years, watch it, and we decide, does it
1: hold up?
0: I'm John Longino.
1: And I'm John Nelson.
0: Hello and welcome. Hi. Hi to uh, our november edition of the monthly
1: podcast the hold up happy thanksgiving
0: yeah yeah if you're listening uh, before thanksgiving hope you have a good one if you're listening on thanksgiving day happy turkey day man wow then
1: you need better things to do yeah you, need, you like family and <laughs> yeah
0: yeah hit, hit pause and go be with your family uh, what are you doing listening to us that's ridiculous That's crazy uh and then if it's after thanksgiving sorry man well i hope you slept well
1: yeah. Well this is good to listen to after Thanksgiving while you're digesting. For sure. Absolutely. It makes a good sleep aid. <laughs> it's that it's a digestif. Uh so uh before
0: we get to anything, we have uh some listener feedback. Ooh. Oh, and you can reach us for listener feedback at our email address, which is holduppodcast at gmail.com. Uh we got one email from a friend of yours, right?
1: Oh yes. Well, uh, as you may remember, uh friends and neighbors, we did in our previous episode the Blair Witch Project, and I told a little tale about a friend of mine who had seen the movie sort of the way it needed to be seen, which is uh, a friend of his showed him a VHS copy and said, oh, have you seen this documentary? And uh, when I regaled you with the tale, I said that about halfway through he figured it out, that it wasn't a documentary. Um, He wrote to correct me, saying this is... uh, (laughs) You lied? This (laughs) is my friend, my friend Dirk. I didn't lie. I I thought I was giving him more credit. Yeah, uh, And he writes... So when I saw that Blair Witch VHS, I actually was falling for it the whole time. I actually never, while watching, figured out it was fake. There were times where my mind would kind of think, huh, interesting that they would keep holding the camera while running for their (laughs) lives, but not enough for it to make me go, oh, fake. And both me and my ex-girlfriend fell for it that way. And what could fall for it, because it didn't need you to believe in ghosts or witches or magic. You just had to believe that someone would be cruel and disturbed enough to fuck with lost campers. Anyway, after watching the guy who had the VHS explain it all, and we went, Oh! Oh, right. Oh, shit. It was sort of an industry person who was a friend of my ex-girlfriend. We were at this person's apartment and he said, oh, have you guys heard of these filmmakers that got like lost in the woods or whatever and they found their (laughs) camera? And I remember the tape itself was either unmarked or had very little labeling on it. So again, nothing giving away company logos or any professionalism. I just remember what's her name's acting really did the trick on me falling for it. And the fact that I was truly put in the situation the filmmakers would have had for every viewer in the perfect world. Uh, So there you go. Thank you for the correction.
0: Oh, wow. So your memories of talking to your friend didn't hold up to uh, w- reality. Well,
1: again, I thought I was giving him credit, but I mean, if he's uh, willing to admit that he was duped the whole time, then, you know, more's the better for all of us. That's fair. That's fair. And oh, by the way,
0: if you're just now joining us for the hold up, this is maybe your first episode or something. We yeah, we watched The Blair Witch Project previously. Yeah, And we've watched a few other movies, so that, that's what this was in reference to, and uh, you should catch up at holdup.simplecast.fm. Go check us out.
1: Yeah, listen to all our previous episodes. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> Just a plethora of uh, episodes to, a to listen to. cornucopia of episodes in keeping with the Thanksgiving theme. Ah,
0: Indeed. By the way, in addition to the email from your friend, I had multiple people come tell me because what was funny about the Blair Witch is you sort of had this take. You were like, Who fell for that? <laughs> it's like kind of your attitude. You're like, Only like fools would have fallen for and it. I thought I was being nice. Yeah. But <laughs> I had many people be like, Yeah, no, I totally fell for it. Like your friend made me feel like right. shit.
1: You know? <laughs> I, I didn't mean to make anybody feel bad. Honestly, I wasn't trying to say it as like nobody fell for that. And yeah. not in the way that like, Oh, you should be, you should feel stupid if you did. I just thought that like it, the way it was put together. It's like, well, nobody probably had the chance to fall for it because it's, you know, obviously marketed as a movie or whatever. So I, I wasn't trying <laughs> to insult anybody. I was trying to give everybody their proper credits. But, Absolutely.
0: You know. uh, oh, we also got another email from a, a mutual friend of ours, one John Scully. Hi, John. Uh, uh, yeah, we have many Johns. No, so. It's all John's John <laughs> fest. Right. Everybody we know is named John. Hey, Scully, how's it going? So he wrote us and said, hey, guys, it's Scully. Just wanted to say congrats on the podcast. Also, I have a request. I recently re-watched Hook with my kids. I loved this movie when I was young, and I would love to hear you guys discuss if it stands the test of time. Good luck and keep it up. So thank you,
1: thanks John, John. thank you. Thanks John. for congratulating Scully. us. Yes, we managed to put this all together ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we did it. We with, did it with a hope and a prayer, <laughs> literally with no money and the internet. <laughs>
0: um, that's that's actually a really good suggestion. I, Hook is one movie that I haven't seen in a while. I remember liking it as a kid. You know, just like Scully says. Um, yeah, we were actually talking about what to maybe do with because we've gotten a
1: lot of requests. Yeah, we we've gotten. A, we actually have. I made a list up on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Um, you can go there and you can see I've tagged it so that it's at the top of the um, page it's the ever evolving list of movie requests and we've gotten so this is everything anyone
0: has written in and said
1: like you should do this right yeah. and if you put it on the Facebook page then I put it on the list if you you know wrote it on the uh, Gmail account I put it up there I'm just trying to make a great master list and we haven't sort of figured out the the way we're going to do it but probably what we were thinking about doing was putting them in a giant randomizing machine and just plucking them out of a hat. (laughs) Right. Because if we went in order, then a lot of people would be feeling left out. So we just thought, well, let's just randomize this. Well,
0: we have, I mean, we have enough, what, for a couple of years at this (laughs) point? Because we only do one a month. So
1: (laughs) we're we're set, baby. Well, in addition, you know, John and I also have our own that we have intended to do. So um, we're going to be doing, you know, listener requests every so often. So when uh, they roll around, we'll just put them in a, like I say, put them in a hat and draw out a name. Yeah.
0: As you said, there are ones that we want to do our ourselves uh right. so you know we may just mix it up between ones we want to do and then sometimes go into the requests and you dip know, into the
1: bag and we'll see what comes
0: out we'll figure this format out one day. <laughs> <laughs> well uh maybe we should get to the matter at hand the uh film for november dun dun yeah dun. which is ridley scott's legend uh, a request from a listener uh it was stan right from louisville louisville kentucky requested yeah.
1: this and he had uh, told us a story about how he shows this to people and they wonder why he showed it to them. So we'll we'll see yeah, how that turns I, out for us. I think us. the
0: direct quote was like, why
1: the fuck did you show this to me? <laughs> we'll see. So I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have the same question for Stan. I don't know. But, well, but thank you for your uh, suggestion. And this is our first listener request. Legend. The Ridley Scott...
0: Classic? I don't know. Is is it? A, I feel like he's better known for other movies than this. Sure. Movie.
1: Well, he's obviously done like at least three classic movies, and that's uh, White Squall, G.I. Jane and Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. For a second, I've never seen White Squall. For a second, <laughs> I was like, man, J- Nelson's really like going with the deep cuts. And, <laughs> and the other two came. And I was
1: like, no, okay, sorry. I, I couldn't you. help myself. No, sure, um, sure. obviously he's done the, the trifecta of, well, my trifecta of. Okay. Alien Blade Runner and uh his first movie The Duelists which is a, Oh, I'm
0: you know I've never seen it.
1: It's a wonderful movie and maybe maybe one day that's on the list. Okay. I'll force you to watch that. But um oh, yeah, you he, there'd be no forcing.
0: I mean I'd say I'd say like Alien Blade Runner those are kind of the pillars right. that, that are the main ones and then well I haven't seen this a movie so maybe maybe I'm speaking out
1: well, of Well, this skull. is sort of like the fourth one. He did The Duelists, Alien, Blade Runner and mm-hmm. this was number 4 Got I it. believe. Okay. So this would sort of like be in that like period while he was red hot and like oh, so this is after blade runner i believe this was after oh, blade wow. runner okay. if memory serves because he was Got like it. yeah he was on fire so <laughs> yeah and so, wow
0: well we should uh we should talk about how like this is going to be an interesting one because you you said you've never seen it i right? have never seen legend no okay never seen it at all never i've seen it one time okay uh i was in i want to say high school i think what had happened was i i saw alien when i was was very young Right. My dad showed it to me. Loved Alien, but I just <laughs> ruined, your, ruined your sleep for years. <laughs> I'm oh, sc- scared the shit out of me. But, but I loved it. Um, but I didn't. I didn't have any inkling of like who directed it or you know right. the, the forces behind the movie. It was just oh, it was Alien. But when I was in high school, I discovered Blade Runner.
1: Um, I saw that movie. Now, which version did you see of Blade? I Runner? saw the director's cut. Oh, okay, that was so you first got the film to, I ever saw. You actually got to see the good version. Yeah, exactly. Although I will bring up, this is one of those things I've wondered: is like if we ever do. Like a show like this, I I feel like we should do a holdup for Blade Runner, the theatrical cut. And see if that, that holds would be inter- up. I think I've only seen it one one time, maybe, because I've seen the director's cut so much. I would be really curious to see how now that everybody's like, oh yeah, of course the director's cut is way better, and Ridley Scott this and you know blah blah blah. It's become such a a pivot point of like director's cuts. I would wonder now right. going back, just like, was it really that bad? <laughs> was it really that? Well, it's bad? hard to keep
0: track. I think there's something like twenty seven thousand versions of of
1: Blade Runner. Sure, and Ridley Scott never met a movie that he stopped cutting. apparently. Yeah. But yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, see how uh, Blade Runner the theatrical version holds up. But anyway, yeah, anyway, I, so I saw it in in high school. Right, became a, basically
0: obsessed with it. <laughs> would watch it over and over, and then I and then I sort of went down this road of like, what else has this guy done? Right, I was like, oh shit, he directed Alien. That makes sense. That movie's amazing. And then I went to the next thing, which was this movie. I rented Legend. I was like, I need to see this because this guy directed it. And my uh, memories of it are very spotty. I mean, I I saw it in shit. I want to say, like, 97, 98, something
1: like that. I mean, okay. many years ago. So this is before his kind of resurgence with, like, Gladiator and Black Hawk Down and all those. It might
0: have been right around Gladiator, maybe. Okay. I, I definitely had not seen those films yet. So okay. it's probably right before Gladiator and, and Black Hawk Down and that. It, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I sort of saw this. I'd seen Thelma and Louise, which I right. really like quite a bit. That's a good But one that, that was another one that, like, I didn't associate with him as a director. It was just a movie I knew. But, uh... Yeah, so I I watched it. Uh my I don't remember much. Uh my main my strongest memory of it is honestly Tim Curry. He's right. probably uh, at least for me was the most memorable thing. He um so you don't know any do you, well actually I'm okay before since I've seen it and you haven't seen it right. maybe we start with you okay. cuz you'll be the most vague. <laughs> like what do
1: what, I am the uh, tabula rasa of yeah. which, which to build. Um Like what do you know about Legend? I know almost zero except that it was like Ridley Scott's fantasy movie you know again it was on you know I remember the ads for it when it was in the theater and then I remember sort of the ads for it when it came on cable and I had always intended to watch it but I just never did and of course I knew who Tom Cruise was because he was his star was starting to really burn at that point And I didn't know, honestly, until like two weeks ago that Tim Curry was the devil. Oh, shit, really? Okay. It was kind of spoiled for me. I I would have been surprised by that. Well,
0: it would have been spoiled because I would have talked about it before we saw it.
1: Yeah, but I just, I had no idea until I I accidentally clicked on some internet thing where it's like Tim Curry's best movie roles, and there he was in his horns and stuff. I was like, oh, that's (laughs) a coincidence since we're doing that movie. You mentioned that Tom Cruise is in the
0: movie. Um, My timeline in terms of when this came out is pretty hazy. Do you know, like, you said he's a hot item. Is this like, pre- or post-Top Gun or Risky Business? Or I like, where's it's, his
1: land? Well, it's, I think it's pre-Top Gun. Okay. I want to say it's pre-Top Gun, which is oddly directed by Ridley Scott's brother, or maybe not right. so oddly. Um, but I think this was when Tom Cruise had done He had done Risky Business. Okay, He obviously had been in The Outsiders. He'd done a couple of movies, and so he was... I mean, Risky Business obviously put him on the map, so right. everybody knew who Tom Cruise was. But he, I can't remember what other movie he would have done in that time pre-top gun but i think he did a couple other movies that he was really sort of on fire for okay and this was sort of the like oh wow tom cruise is gonna do a fantasy film and at the time because he was still sort of a you know not known for being who he is today i think people would have been like oh man that's gonna be great whereas if you said that now it's like hey tom cruise is gonna be in a fantasy movie people would be like yeah uh, what the fuck you know he's only got like sort of one <laughs> gear right the The closest
0: like touchstone I have to sort of understand Tom Cruise in this time and what that might be like to being cast in this movie is maybe like. It, like Brad Pitt era of like a river runs through it and like interview with the vampire is that is that kind of the equivalent of like he hasn't quite crested
1: maybe but I he's mean, kind
0: of this hot thing that yeah we're talking I mean, about
1: famous but not sort of like known movie star I guess right I mean at this point I, like once he hit Top Gun obviously he just like expl he went supernova at this point I think he was like hey that's a big right. star he's up and coming still oh shit you know what I just realized Brad Pitt is
0: in Thelma Louise right. Maybe really Scott just had the eye, man, like for these he the kinda, heart I feel it. like
1: he kind of did. I mean, who was, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, uh, Ripley. From Alien, I mean, she wasn't Sigourney in, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't in any movie. By the way, you're you're kicked off this podcast for not remembering Sigourney <sighs> well, Weaver. I mean, name. if you're going to ask an old man like myself yeah. to remember <laughs> things off the top of his head, no. I mean, she'd been in like what the Woody Allen movie, you know, Annie Hall, and right. and, and that was about it. Well, Alien it made her, and then Alien made it. her. Uh, you know, I feel and, like
0: she's never topped Alien. I mean, I know this is a little bit of side, but I think she's just been riding the Alien coattail for yeah, but like she's the rest done of other her. movies. She's a working? Oh, girl. she has. She's done many movies. I'm not saying, and she's great in a lot of them you know Ghost fuck man Ghostbusters yeah, Ghostbusters is Busters, sure but like I feel like it's just she t- like her first big movie was the one right That anyway I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like we we basically just end up talking about other release comics that aren't legend <laughs> hey or man or you remember that <laughs> legends legend, whatever you know okay all right so you so you remember you know or you remember you know that uh tom cruise was in it and you got spoiled that tim curry was yeah
1: that tim curry's in it i don't know and you know who, it's fantasy i know it's fantasy okay. um i don't know who the lady is i have no idea what the plot is i just know okay. that's sword and sorcery and there's i a crystal ball. sort of know who the lady is oh, okay uh i don't know
0: I, I i mean you're gonna see it in two seconds i don't really think this is a spoiler. <laughs> All I know... I don't know her name, but the the uh, lead female in the movie is this, the girlfriend from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's all I know. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I, I don't think she was in a ton of movies, but I just remember that that, that was her. Um, I, the other things I kind of remember, having seen it the one time... Uh, I remember liking it, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, as I mentioned, Tim Curry, uh, as... I He's like basically like Satan, right? He's basically well, I, like a big I mean, devil. What do you mean
1: basically? He's got like giant he horns he's covered Satan. in red,
0: but I, he, I don't think they call him Satan or Lucifer or anything. It, he, I want to, I could be wrong about this, but I want to say his name's like the darkness or something like that. <laughs> I, I want to say not the band, but, right? But just the man, I, I guess. That's awesome. That's what I think. I could be wrong about that, but I think he has a name like that. Like, Oh, the darkness. Uh, In terms of plot, but for anyone who hasn't seen Legend, um, I don't know how much we're going to be able to help you at this juncture because (laughs) plot-wise, I don't really remember. I don't even remember, like, what the MacGuffin is, really. Like, I remember that. I know that, yeah, Tom Cruise is like an elf or like some like elf oh, boy man. or something like he's this just
1: kicked into high yeah. gear for me. <laughs> Tom Cruise, who, I mean, I gotta say this. I love Tom Cruise. I love watching it, but he is so like a modern actor. Oh, I know. And he, once he figured that out, it was great because then he just plays like basically versions of himself. Yeah. And know and when he's at his best is it's like, well, he's a complete asshole version of himself, right. which is like Magnolia. Totally. Or he's like a cowardly version of Tom Cruise, which is like, you know, edge of tomorrow. But, putting him in like a gangster movie in the 30s it's like he just i mean even the outsiders which is a period piece right right he's barely in it and he sort of sticks out you're totally
0: right you know i never thought about that you're right he doesn't really play period or anything
1: i don't think that's a failing necessarily i think it's
0: just isn't there there's that movie he did with nicole kidman right where he's like an
1: irish or something yeah tell me you like me hot (laughs) and he's like, got that, that irish maybe accent that's as close as it gets so. that honestly actually wasn't too bad but sure. i also feel like because well, we've been we're so divorced from that era that i feel like you can almost fake that but i again i feel like he's such a a, a modern fixture and again once he's sort of figured that out he's kind of played to that over and over and just right. played very shades of that and i think he's done well, very well it, it's just well one of those tough it.
0: things where he's so ridiculously famous now but when this movie came out he's just an unknown right. really so are not unknown. You said he's sort of like he's
1: been in a few things. But well, I think Brad Pitt is an, actually not a bad like comparison to make because Brad Pitt when he started out, it's like oh, who knew that he was going to go on to be like. You know, the guy who produces, like, smart, kind of edgy comedies and dramas and things like that. He was just like, eh, he's a hot guy, got good abs, let's put him in a movie (laughs) and let's see if the girls show up. I mean, I think that they were playing off their good looks, and it just so happened that that they were good at the acting thing. Yeah, They've got that whatever factor that makes them movie stars rather than just good character (laughs) actors. Um, But the thing that really sticks with me, with Legend in particular, was it's...
0: maybe to a lesser degree, but similar to other of Ridley Scott's great movies in that the visuals are sort of the takeaway. Right. Like the look of it, the kind of misty forest and the, you know, just fantasy aspect of it uh, really plays well to him.
1: Um, I can see that. I mean, there's not been... I I can't think of a Ridley Scott movie where I came away going, well, it looked like (laughs) shit, but the story was okay. I mean, it's usually like... Say Prometheus, where it's like, man, if you just turn the dialogue off, that movie would <laughs> right. be fantastic. Absolutely. He's a very visually oriented filmmaker. And I, yeah. you know, I'd saw, if you say to me, like, well, this is going to be very visually, you know, stunning, then I, you know, sure, I completely believe that. Yeah. But
0: and I think that's my takeaway. Like, there isn't, it, I could be wrong, but my memory is that there's not much of a plot. There's <laughs> sort of a loose, like, save the girl mess around in the woods, the devil is after you, like right. that kind of thing. Um, that's all I really remember.
1: Well, it's like, I think it's also worth pointing out, by the way, we got the DVD, or the Blu-ray to watch this, and um, there were two versions on there, the theatrical and the director's cut, and Ridley Scott, of course, as we've discussed, is sort of notorious for oh, yeah. his director's cut. I'm surprised
0: there weren't five more
1: versions. And I'm guessing, because of the way he works, that his director's cut is better, because most of his director's cuts tend to be. He right. He's very good at, like, figuring out, well, the reason this movie works is it needed another two hours. Or, in some cases, like, no, this movie needed to be shorter. Like, I think Blade Runner's actually shorter in some versions. Yeah, because
0: they cut out all the VO and stuff. Right, so. they cut out
1: all the, you know, exactly. the chuff or whatever. Yeah. So, I'm I would be curious to see the director's cut and see if that's, like a better vision of this movie. However, in keeping, hopefully, I think, with the theme and intentions of this podcast, we are going to watch the theatrical oh, version. yeah. The version that came out in the 80s. Absolutely. So,
0: And that, if, I'm pretty confident that's the one I saw when I first saw it.
1: Right. And I'm guessing that just due to the nature of, again, Ridley Scott and his director's cuts, the version we're going to see is going to seem truncated, and it's going to probably feel like it's missing something because it's a good half hour shorter than the director's cut, so it's probably going to be like, I don't understand how they got from point A to point (laughs) D, but okay, here we go. Sure. So there may be failings. Yeah, there may be failings (laughs) in the movie that could be solved by watching the director's vision, but we're not going to do that. Well, I think it's maybe about time for our wager, which
0: this should be an interesting bet. This will be a first. Yeah. Well, this is sort of a weird one, right? Because usually usually we have some kind of a semblance of a clue of what we used to think about the movie.
1: Yeah. Like a frame of reference. Yeah. Like I, I
0: like I actually, I, you know, I don't have this go, but the reason I sort of wanted to take this request, I thought it'd be interesting. I liked the idea of a hazy memory and no memory.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: I, I, I am confident in saying that I liked it when I first saw it. But in terms of now, like if, if, if I was, I don't even think I'd necessarily recommend this movie <laughs> because I don't really know. I guess right. I remember it fondly. That part is true. Right. Right. Actually, I th- honestly, my biggest bet, it, it, if I had to make a wager for how this is going to be tonight, I think it's going to be similar to something like It or something where I, I think the takeaway, this is my guess, the takeaway is going to be like, Tim Curry is great. Right. Everything else is what... It's like a pretty movie with Tim Curry being awesome in it, and that's
1: about it. Right. That's my wager. Uh, my wager is... I'm going to... I'll just say I'll like it. That's what I'll say. I don't okay. know. Well, I'll, I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of a double-edged sword. If I say it holds up, <laughs> I don't know what it holds up to. But because this, I, I, it's like you say, it's it, it's as good as if neither one of us had seen this movie before. <laughs> right. But well, I, what's also interesting is this isn't a movie that's just like heralded through the ages
0: as a classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Like the holding up of of its legacy isn't re- you know Alien or Blade Runner for right. sure. But this like not as much. I wouldn't say like something like
1: Big or you know right. It's not. This a certainly novel. is not. Yeah, this is. This would not be in the Ridley Scott canon, I guess. When people like talk about his big movies, yeah. Like
0: if people rat- rattled off Ridley Scott movies, I don't even know if it'd be in the like top five or maybe even ten. I don't. Like, <laughs> you know, know, like it'd be on the lower end of ten, I think.
1: Right. Well, and who knows? I, maybe it deserves it, or maybe it was just a movie ahead of its time. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, we right. ready to go watch this thing? Here we go. All right, let's
0: do it. We'll be back in a little bit. There is a balance to the universe. The struggle to maintain that balance is the stuff of legends. For there can be no good without evil. No love without
1: hate. Life needs death. Innocence creates lust. There can be no heaven without hell, no light without me! are back yeah just watched ridley scott's legend of zelda (laughs) holy cow this seemed a little familiar Uh, yeah
0: yeah just a bit yeah i kept like literally half the movie i just kept going like
1: it took us an inordinate amount of time to go oh and legend of zelda is even called legend right Parenthetical so, of Zelda.
0: So you had said like we were watching, and in mid movie I was like, "This is an awful lot like <laughs> Zelda." And then you actually you looked it up. and were like, "Oh, the, 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 they were like actually inspired." I guess by this they were movie.
1: inspired, yeah, to make the video game. That by would this make movie quite a bit of sense. Sure, since like there's even a character that looks like Zelda. Yeah, and- yeah. Well, we got a,
0: a young uh, elf boy, or I guess he's human in the movie, but he certainly has. Uh, he's wearing the green garb of right. Link, basically, and he's got a fairy that tags
1: along with him they and go into like little caves and they find armor yeah and he
0: finds and- the master sword just right. that and he's after i mean essentially what might as well be ganon which is the the lord of darkness i was i was half right right i think i had remembered that tim curry was just the darkness right which i think in the credits he's actually credited as the darkness but in the movie they say the lord of darkness ah, okay that makes sense
1: but anyway, what uh, what'd you think? Uh well, it's I'm, I'm I'm sort of processing what to think. It's it sort of <laughs> falls into that yeah. like that Prometheus thing for me which is like, well god, every every frame is like a painting but <laughs> the dialogue is terrible And I I think there's either too much Or too little story I can't tell quite <laughs> Right It's right. either like Well we need to just strip all this away And just go bare basics Or we need to like Make it a little more elaborate I couldn't really tell sure. it, Like,
0: it actually, it actually makes me wonder Because you know We talked about watching Just the theatrical version Right I wonder Like I kind of almost At some point Want to watch this director's cut To see like What might be different Or if it's better or worse or Yeah I I'd know. be
1: curious Well we, we both guessed The, the movie's Starts with an opening crawl, (laughs) which is crawl being the key uh, word, crawl being (laughs) completely the key word, which is seems sort of indicative of Ridley Scott movies. Like he has these directors versions and then they, the studio or whoever says, nah, man needs to be shorter. And so he like. Either They're like, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, slow down, <laughs> Mister Scott. I can't follow heads and tails of what's going on. How
1: about we lay out the red carpet, and make it all super fucking clear? Yeah. So they put in either voiceover or, uh, yeah. in this case, an opening crawl that was longer than the Phantom Menace <laughs> and more boring somehow than the Phantom Menace. It was
0: ludicrously long. Like it was like reading a book. Like, yeah, we
1: kept. Expe- <laughs> I kept expecting to be like, okay, well, that's that's all we need. Is oh, well, let's keep going. Like, yeah, no, it was just like ridiculously long i
0: john i think we have it we've looked it up do you mind uh, regaling the folks (laughs) at home with the opening crawl of this movie
1: certainly once long ago before there was such a thing as time the world was shrouded in darkness then came the splendor of light bringing life and love into the universe and the lord of darkness retreated deep into the shadows of the earth plotting his return to power by banishing light forever. No, I'm not done yet. But precious light is protected. <laughs> harbored in the soul and on and
0: on. No, no, man. Was, like that was like one paragraph of twenty.
1: Like, I mean it was like I mean it's but precious light <laughs> is protected, harbors in the souls of the unicorns, the most mystical of all creatures. Unicorns are safe from the Lord of Darkness. They can be found. Oh, they can only be found by the purest of mortals. Okay. Such a mortal is Jack, who lives in solitude with the animals of the forest. Okay, well, let's get oh, wait, into the movie I now. Few, no, no, We have on. a few more
0: questions. on. A beautiful
1: girl named Lily loves Jack with all of her heart. In their innocence, they believe only goodness exists in the world. Well, that's a good setup. Let's get... Nope. Wait, where is,
0: wait, where is this goodness from that they're talking about? I, I suddenly wondered as the crawl continued.
1: Together they will learn there can be no good without evil, <laughs> no love without hate, no heaven without hell, no light without darkness. Oh, we're going to start the movie now. No, oh, the yeah, harmony yeah. <laughs> of the universe depends upon an eternal balance. Out of the struggle to maintain this balance comes the birth of legends. Good God in heaven. That, that you, If you need a moment to catch your breath, I understand. You know, after I feel like I that. just read like half the Bible or something. <laughs> I think you literally did. <laughs> I just read the book of Numbers. Yeah. Key Reiki. Yeah,
0: yeah, so so a, a ludicrously long... I, I, and it, you're totally right. It reeks of like, okay, I'm going to assume... Or you said like the director's cut doesn't have this, right? Uh, well, really I
1: looked at kind of it. We haven't it. watched, but I suspect the director's cut does not have That it. would make sense. Which is hilarious because the director's cut's half hour longer, and yet somehow they took off two minutes of crawl time and still have <laughs> Oh, my God. But yeah, it really just reads like like notes from uh the studio
0: of like okay let's just handhold everyone right lay it all out there like no character like we haven't seen a frame of like anyone right characters or anything and we know like okay we got this jack we got I've, what's her name the I don't even remember. Fuck, I, I don't read remember. It it's like Jack and Jill or Jack some and shit. Jill,
1: right? <laughs> oh, Lily. 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 Okay.
0: So, like, we know that, you know, there's Jack, there's Lily, they're in love, the <laughs> unicorns are central to the plot and, like, what they're from and the Lord of Darkness and what he's up to and, you know, it, it's just, like, an incredibly dense amount of information to just throw at somebody.
1: Yeah, and they lay it all out and then somehow they manage to go into the story and somehow the story still manages to tangent from all that. <laughs> <laughs> somehow you're still sort of wondering, yeah. you're scratching your head when you you see Lily and Jack together going. Well, what is it they're doing now? Because well, they kind of act like they just
0: met, yeah. but yet let's, let's use story in air quotes. Right, like, like that's the interesting thing about this movie, especially rewatching it. Like I had thought from my memories of it, I was like, I don't seem to really be able to tell you the plot. I remember it looked pretty, right, and I couldn't remember anything. And now I kind of know why. Because watching <laughs> the movie, like there isn't really m- like I forgot the unicorns. That's probably right. like the, the the most critical thing. And the hilarious thing is
1: you can sort of gather that, like, well, Tim Curry says, hey, get me the, the unicorn, and then the, the, the trolls or the goblins or whatever go and they kill a unicorn or kill, air quote, a unicorn by taking its horn, and then darkness falls on the land, you're like, okay, I sort of get it. And it's like I didn't need a crawl to kind of tell me all of right. this. Right. But, you know. Yeah,
0: because he makes a big thing of when so there's um the first scene is, is like the Lord of Darkness and his minions in like, hell or wherever he is right. I don't know like the land of darkness they they didn't weren't really terribly specific <laughs> like, Mordor uh, you think they could add that into the crawl or whatever but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile in you Bait
1: know, in New Jersey or whatever right. but he
0: makes it known like he says like oh go fetch me an animal and he makes this point of of putting a thing on the guy's head and being like I'm looking for this like a horse with a point right. Right. Like I figured out pretty quickly, like, okay, yeah, it's a unicorn, like it, every, there was nothing about it that you couldn't follow,
1: right, uh so it's just it's just strange that they would they would go that way, speaking of Tim Curry, by the way, I feel like it, it bears mentioning this poor dude, he's in like man hundreds <laughs> of pounds of makeup and fiberglass, yeah. and horns he may look out like his...
0: Satan, but he's doing
1: the Lord's work in that thing, like you can only see his eyes and his mouth, and even they've got shit on him, they've got like contacts in his eye, yeah. I mean. And he is still acting circles around everyone else in this movie. It's like, how is yeah. he? You could see just barely anything of him, and he's still far and away, like, way better than everybody well, else. also, his voice
0: is incredible. I mean, Tim Curry right. has a great voice. That goes a long way. For sure. In yeah. this. And it's, I think it helps that he's so made up, because everyone... For whatever, well, I was about to say for whatever reason, I'll, I'll tell you the reason in a second, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, but everyone's dubbed in the movie, like right. there's no, you know, sync sound really, like you can tell that they've just dubbed everybody, Yeah, um, which makes it play sort of strange, and especially where acting is concerned, I think that makes it feel very like stilted and, and weird, Yeah, but sure. with him, I think because he's so made up and he's got this mouth full of fangs, and all, right. you know, it kind of still plays. But yeah. the I'm going to suspect, like, at first I was like, wait, why is everyone dubbed? This doesn't make any sense. But then if you look and see that every inch of every frame of the movie is just blowing with, like, pollen and snow and just, like, just filled with
1: crap everywhere. It's kind of amazing. I mean, honestly, when yeah. you consider that, like, there's no CGI, there's, you know, some opticals that they're using for effects, but those are really expensive, so they use them sparingly. It's like the frame is always filled and like you say there's always snow or yeah. like It's like the bl- most dense movie I've seen
0: in terms of just like imagery imagery and like the the amount they fill the frame with just stuff to look at is yeah. just
1: crazy and it's uh, you, and John noted while we were watching is like well the fans must have just been blowing constantly so of course you can't hear a word they're saying it's like i love you so much lily let's go into the forest and kiss and there's barely any dialogue which is hilarious too i was telling you that like as i you know get older and and i don't know if it's more accepting or less accepting in my movie watching but like in a movie like this where it's like there's barely any dialogue and what dialogue you hear is not all that great. I'm just like, "Oh, I would just take it out, man," especially someone right. like Ridley Scott who who he either hits it out of the park with script writers or just misses completely. And this is like, yeah. as far as dialogue goes, it's completely a miss because it's like we couldn't hear half what they were saying through the you know the overdubs or people talking around a mouthful of teeth or whatever. And I, <laughs> we didn't care. I mean, we were just like, yeah, sure. we, we sort of get it, whatever. Well, it really,
0: as you sort of suspected, I mean, your prediction was incredibly true, which is basically that it's an ing- gorgeous film. Yeah, it's totally. a, a wonder to look at. Like, just in the first few minutes, I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this while we're watching it, but especially in this day and age where everything is so, like, CG fakery and yeah. everything just looks kind of fake. For sure. You get this entire movie with just this elaborate set pieces and huge set designs and incredible makeup and, you know, not just Tim Curry. I mean, Tim Curry looks unbelievable right. as the devil or, you know, the Lord of Darkness, but just every character, like, all of his little hobgoblin minions there's just so much detail in their face fucking billy barty and and his weird like uh dwarf people or i guess what his his weird like gnome friends and stuff even they like you could just throw a hat on them and be done but they go all (laughs) the way with like big ears and prosthetic noses and all like it's just such a wonder to look at
1: yeah and everything is i mean obviously everything's practical i mean all the effects and yeah the stunts and everything and and it you know it's a world that feels like lived in and heavy and so watching it is pretty amazing but then they start talking and you're like i have well, <laughs> right. whatever it is you're saying exactly. who cares
0: yeah so i think i think in the positive column at least at least the aspect of the film that does hold up is the visual quality and just the kind of gorgeousness of it yeah for sure but if you're going to judge it like as a whole movie i think it's kind of a failure
1: i kind of agree i because, kind of feel like it doesn't you know as far as being engaged by the story i wasn't yeah. really engaged at all well there was a lot of tests this didn't pass one <laughs> as like a uh, bechdel uh, test
0: no <laughs> no one as like a dad uh there was about like two-thirds in the movie i was fading a little bit like, I'm not gonna lie. like there was there was a few scenes where i was just kind of in and out right so that's never a good sign right um You know, if I'm and I wasn't that tired when we started. So like, no, it
1: was just sort of relaxing and soothing and mesmerizing (laughs) like, man, I'm just staring and there's all this pollen in the air and oh, it's so pretty. And also
0: for for the genre that it is this kind of like mid 80s high fantasy sort of maybe for kids, maybe not. But like that kind of a movie, I couldn't even put it in the tops of those like I would sooner recommend so many other movies than this one. I would recommend something like I don't know. The NeverEnding Story. Right. Or, you know, I'm trying to think. Even even like uh, the hints fantasy movies like Labyrinth or Dark Crystal or whatever. You know, there's so many movies like that that I think are just as narratives and whole packages much better than this movie was.
1: Well, I think that's where, I mean, maybe that's, you know, Ridley Scott's hit or miss, like, number one is it's like characterization. It's like some of his movies have... Awesome characterization, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, and, you know, Ripley in Alien is so like fully developed as a character, and all the people that she's with are so fully developed. They're all like jackasses who, you know, truckers in space. They're just, right. you know, trying to get one over and they're gold bricking and you know, they're joking around. And here there's no they're all very one note, they're all very steadfast, they're all very stoic, they're you know, there's no kind of depth, and you don't know any background. Not that you need to for a fantasy. It is sort of like, well, and once upon a time and happily ever had. but there's nothing to it. Like Tom Cruise's character, we know zero about. Right. Yeah. Literally, there was a point in the movie where like I noticed that like his hair was always down. And I was like, are <laughs> they trying to hide his ears because they're going to reveal he's an elf right. or something? Right. And just even no, that human. was, yeah, and nothing happened. It was just like, he's Jack of the Forest, Jacko the Forest, and he appears out of nowhere. He kind of disappears into nowhere. Right. He just sort of shows up and is kissing and then, yeah.
0: you know, in love with this woman and then they're like the uh the unicorn gets its horn chopped off, and then all of a sudden it's like snow everywhere,
1: yeah, and, and his
0: lady's missing and like I, I couldn't tell you what his true motivation was besides this love for this woman, which we didn't even get to see him right obtain it was basically like he's already in love at the start and he's in love at the end. So his character arc is nothing. Yeah, like right. you know, he yeah. sort of
1: loves her, and he's willing to do a lot of stuff to prove it. And like, well, I guess like if the land said, falls I'm, into darkness, I'm like why way
0: not? more into the Lord of Darkness as a character. He's That's, he's like he's far more interesting. He's
1: great, and especially because he's oh, not. Shit, in, I was rooting
0: for him. Like by the end of it, he's
1: only in like ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> but like
0: when he appears, he's like
1: already like he's like you should sit down and have a chair. <laughs> and the girl's like, nah, I don't fucking well, feel he, like he's he has just,
0: the most grounded character arc in the entire movie where he starts out this like evil piece of shit. Right. He basically is like the Joker and Batman, like the, the Tim Burton Batman. Like he, he's like a horrible monster. He sees this very attractive young woman. He might as well say, like, stop the press. Who's that? <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm in love. And then, and then the second half of the movie, he's just trying to woo her. Sort of succeeds. Right. She, he, th- Like, there's that great moment where She's like, okay, I'll I'll be your bride, but I have one request. And he's like, what? And she's like, I get to kill the unicorn. And he's just like,
1: yeah! <laughs> yeah, he gets this, like, <laughs> like just orgasmic <laughs> look on his face where he's like, finally, yeah. a girl
0: wants to do what I it's want. It's just everything he ever wanted. I was like, yeah!
1: That is funny that I, I mean, I didn't really think of it that way, but, the, like, the first, like the motivation for him in the beginning is well we gotta get rid of the you know light so I can have the dark to myself and then suddenly mid-movie he's like you know what I really wanted was this girl
0: (laughs) yeah he might as well be writing like roses are red and violets are blue you're pretty and like you know that's what he's doing
1: and what's dopey is like as far as like plot again you don't even know like from minute to minute what people's plans are what their intentions are because like people drop out the you know the girl Lily at one point just drops out of the movie for like 20 minutes while Tom Cruise right. is starting his quest and you're like well was she kidnapped what, what happened to her and we're yeah, just, she's like, just kind of hey.
0: wandering the wilderness for like a <laughs> long time and
1: she just kind of bumbles into hell and I then, feel like that maybe that. maybe that's where the directors cut would explain some things it's like well meanwhile while they're fucking around on their quest to, maybe I just missed it but the the uh, save
0: and like gnomes that had joined up with tom cruise i didn't quite catch
1: like why or who they were or like what well they sort of i mean they definitely are more linked to the unicorns right. and you know the, the spirit of the woods or they were whatever. just like oh the unicorn diet we're gonna i'm gonna help you right but they don't really i yeah. mean beyond that their motivations are again very like surface it's just like oh well the unicorn horn disappeared and here we are you know, right. it, it's it's suddenly like, they okay. appear whenever the unicorn is in distress. And then when
0: they fix it all, they just kind of wave goodbye like, that was fun. <laughs> bye. <laughs> See like, you, dude. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I I feel like I got this right, too, without even seeing the movie. It's like Tom Cruise is completely out of his element in this movie. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah well, so here's the thing about that. I can't tell how much of that is... Like he is, or that he's just such a figure now that I just can't see him in this role because he carries so much weight. As, like, I am Tom
1: Cruise, could very well be, but it, 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 it he doesn't immerse himself for sure. It's like, sure. He, he, he pops up and it's like, oh my god, it's that good looking kid from the outsiders <laughs> with his bright smile and his, you know, wizened eyes. Well, he was fr- like, he was talking in his little boy voice, and it was
0: <laughs> kind of just freaking me out because it just sounds like Tom Cruise is going, like, Hi, it's me, Tom
1: Cruise. Yeah, it's like his voice hadn't changed yet or something. Yeah. It was weird. And he just... But again, there's no depth to him. He doesn't really do much. He kind of acts the hero because he's supposed to act a hero, but there's nothing really more to it. And even like... You haven't. He hasn't like sort of developed the physicality that we sort of know him for now. Right. Like now he's really like into like yeah I'll jump off a cliff or I'll you know hold he on named, to a plane. He took a
0: swan dive into the river. Or I don't think was? I think that was a stunt. Person. That was. I'm pretty oh, okay. sure most of
1: his stunts were. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, God bless him because I wouldn't do my own stunts if I were him. Hey, would, he
0: was underwater looking for the ring. I would go that sit in my trailer counts. all
1: day were I him. But, <laughs> I, you know, he's just developed. He's, you know, gotten like this daredevil sensibility in the last like decade or two where right. he's just I, I think it's down for insanity whatever. Insanity is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do not fear death because yeah. I'm going to be,
0: you know, rewarded. I'm an Satan right, or whatever. Exactly. So I can do
1: whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, it's true. Um but, yeah, I mean, he just he doesn't have the, the physicality that he kind of has developed later in life. He doesn't sort of have the chops that he's developed later in life. I don't sure. think he has anything to kind of, he has no tricks to kind of lean on, I guess. But honestly, I don't think it's like a,
0: a, a loss or a gain either way. Like, I, I don't think. I don't even his know this character. Is, I mean, granted, it's the main character, but like, I, I don't think it really adds much one way or the other in terms of detracting from the movie. Sure. It's just sort of like a neutral.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you I wouldn't say in, he was bad or No, anything. no, I'm not even saying he's bad. It's I you almost feel like you could just plug in anybody. Sure. It's it's such a nothing role that like, hey, any good-looking guy <laughs> could play this role and be fine cuz you get just as much out of it. Sure. I mean, you, every so often you just see that charm of his and that, you know, that magnetism that he has and you're like, "Oh, well, I can see where somebody would, you know, want that for their movie, but it this particular role doesn't necessarily Embrace it No So
0: But Like I I would honestly say That Legend is The longest And best music video I've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of It's It's like a Tangerine Dream Music video For an hour and 40 minutes Right
1: Well and now I am again If you turn the dialogue off I bet you could cook up A better story in your head You're like Well I don't know why They're hanging around All these goblins and shit And Sure, why not? They're they're off in the forest having adventures. I mean, you could probably, yeah. even just knowing Legend of Zelda, you'd probably be like, oh, okay, so now he's got to go into the cave right, and right. get his magic sword and blah blah
0: But I'm just thinking about, you know, even though the plot's kind of weak, there's these moments, like, okay, take, like, the moment where he, the goblin guy cuts the unicorn's horn off. Right. It's this incredibly intense and insane, like, at the same time, it's intercutting that with Tom Cruise diving. So, so the uh, Lily... makes this whole point of I guess she has like a promise ring or something where she's like... I I don't know this custom in this time, but it's basically uh, I'm gonna throw my ring to the wilderness. Throw, I like that
1: the promise and, ring, like they're at a Justin Bieber yeah. concert, and she's like, I have my promise ring, and I'm gonna throw it in the water. But she kind of plays this game of like
0: I'm gonna throw my ring to what to the into the woods, and whoever finds it is gonna be my husband. Yeah. And so Tom Cruise, and is luckily, like,
1: no other guys are around. I
0: guess yeah. Tom Cruise goes hot dog and, 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 <laughs> and just takes a swan dive after it. Um, and so they they're sort of intercutting Tom Cruise looking for this ring with this goblin kind of raising up and and uh, attacking this I don't well I don't know if they all happened at the exact same time but my memory is not no, I, think right. I think you're right it was pretty close and um it was like this crazy thing where where it, it, like the shots are nuts like like Tom Cruise is like uh, uh ice goes over the water yeah, he's ice forms a layer yeah. of ice forms on top so of the so he's lake. like trying to punch his way out of the ice and it's intercutting that with the goblin having this severed uh, horn and he's sort of holding it up triumphantly like, almost like 2001 or something right. like, up, up to the sky and this all could have been done really simply but there's just like Leaves everywhere, like like like, I think it's like cherry blossom leaves, <laughs> just enveloping in a tornado. While this guy triumphantly is like, yeah, and then like lightning strikes is like, it was just so intense, yes, and so well executed that like I I almost wish
1: that was sort of carried throughout the movie. Yeah, well, the movie had really like because the movie was PG but it was really dark. Like the first yeah. thing you see in hell with the Lord of darkness <laughs> in the background is a dude just being like getting the shit tortured him. <laughs> or beat up or chopped I think that up. guy had like a machete. Yeah. It looked like he had a, a blade on it him and he was like just some hostile chopping shit. Hopping like. into this dude, but you couldn't quite, I mean, they,
0: yeah, there, there may be like, I don't know, the camera's like something like 30 feet away. Right. You know, it's kind of a distance, but yeah, he's just getting hacked up by a machete.
1: Yeah. And you're just like, fuck it man. Crazy. And I, I mean, when, uh, Lily, turns evil she doesn't kind of go halfway she's yeah. suddenly cosplaying like evil lynn or something she's yeah like, yeah
0: she's full-on like witch from snow white in just two seconds yeah and she's good to go she's like yeah i'll be yeah. your wife let's <laughs> do this but that's a, it's all like a ruse
1: or whatever right, right? And to, yeah to, she's to free the unicorn yeah it's all about trust well maybe that's the characterization where it's like i have to trust you because because tom cruise is given a choice basically he's like Evil Lily is about to kill the unicorn, right. and he has to kill... And his, kill, like,
0: satyr buddy's like, She's gonna do it! You
1: gotta kill her! You gotta kill her! And Tom Cruise is like, Nah, I trust her. I'm gonna hold off. <laughs> she got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's actually kind of a cool little moment. Because sure. it, it is really, you know, he's a very good director, so it's the, the moment is very tense, and you're like, Wow, okay, so this is what this has been building toward. But before, like, that minute, there was no, like issue of trust between them it's like there was never like the plot set up of like well do you trust me do you like me what the right. heck? you know it's just it's just all in that moment like
0: hey btw you gotta trust her like do you yes or no you do okay great Ryan. we're done <laughs> okay uh, yeah. sweet uh, okay. okay all right like
1: yeah let's uh, kick this devil out of the out of the <laughs> pneumatic tube and we'll uh, go party for a while <laughs> I did like that the Lord of Darkness has this little send-off
0: uh, before his death, I guess, but not really. Right. Um, kind of reminded me of, of, like, the Joker in the Dark Knight. It was this sort of, like, we're we're going to
1: do this <laughs> right. dance
0: forever, pretty Tom Cruise. <laughs> you, you can't get rid of me. You can't have the light without the darkness. I'll be with you forever. <laughs> and, and, and
1: then
0: they, they even, kick him off. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he spins out, you know, into the into the void. But uh, they sort of at the end of the movie, like everything's fine and good and everyone's waving goodbye and it's all nice. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like fades into the Lord of Darkness, just sort of laughing
1: maniacally. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you dumb suckers. Yeah. Which, Guess what's coming
0: next? To, to me, that was signaling like, oh, no, he's not really gone. You you know, you can't really defeat evil forever. Right. And that, that was kind of nice. I, I mean, yeah. especially since he was the best character. Like, well, oh, well okay. yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of little touches like that where it was like, oh, this is really creepy. Like, there's a whole sequence where, like, they fall into a cage magically somehow, Tom Cruise and his friends, and they're <laughs> you about to say get... that
0: about everything, right. magically they, somehow, yeah, they, is, like, <laughs> the key to this movie. <laughs>
1: they somehow fall into a cage, and in that cage, they're about to be eaten by a dude, so they have to fight their way out of this dude's, like, stew pot or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, everything had kind of that dark fairy tale quality was to it, which I Was that the guy that was, like, uh, the... the
0: Pyramid Head from Silent Hill or whatever. <sighs> there was like a couple of minions that were just straight out of Silent Hill. Although I guess this predates well, was, that, so maybe gonna, maybe gonna they're say
1: I, I Silent Hill straight out of yeah. Legend. But they basically had the like Pyramid Head guy with with the big like blade. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of stuff that I'm sure you can go one for one, and that all these video game designers said, "Well, no one saw <laughs> that movie, so I'll just rip this off wholesale." But um, yeah. Okay. So in the grand scheme of things, we were talking earlier about like Ridley Scott had done to the to we believe to this point four movies, and it sure. was and so this would be four of four, and, and and I'm thinking this is the least of the four. Certainly. Well, the the previous movies, I can't
0: speak to his first film, but right. certainly Alien and Blade Runner, while they equal this movie in the visual stunning, gorgeous camp, right? Uh,
1: they certainly surpass it in the uh, narrative camp. Right. Well, I can kind of see where why he would want to do something like this, though, because if you're looking at, like, his kind of arc at that point, like, The Duelist is um, a historical thing. It's it's sort of like that, what's that Stanley Kubrick movie about uh, um, Barry Lyndon? It, it's sort of historical. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, Napoleonic Wars and, and, okay. and, and like that. So that's one world, and then Alien is obviously space and sci-fi, and then uh, Blade Runner is also sci-fi, but it's very futuristic on earth and kind of noir detective so i can sort of see why you'd be like what world have i not kind of conquered yet so i can see why he would do this movie and sort of you know the the impetus to to make a movie like a fairy tale but i you know it just sort of maybe it's too big or maybe he was given too much rope i don't know it's or maybe you know just you know he had his Whatever it is about his movies that are, again, the characterization, whatever it is about it, he can't see from the outside. Maybe that was just it.
0: Well, I wonder, I, I and I've often thought this, like, you know, uh, I, I've always respected Ridley Scott for Alien and Blade Runner and been like, oh, my God, those are the best movies ever. But you have to sit back and think, like. He w- he, maybe he was just a piece of many pieces that made that amazing, right? And he, what he brings to the forefront is the visual quality. of yeah. this, this incredible visual, and so when you marry that directing and that eye with something that's great, or or like another aspect that's great, like great acting, or you know, a great script, or whatever, right? I don't I don't know what lightning in the bottle happened for Alien and for Blade Runner but I, I have to think like based on his track record I can't just give him all the credit for those movies because, yeah because you can see what he does with other movies and they live up visually but not the other way
1: yeah and uh, you know we were talking about this before the show but um, I just saw The Martian the other day which is uh, Ridley Scott's oh I haven't seen it yet. latest film mm-hmm. and it's based on a book and apparently a very well received book I haven't read it myself but if it's anything like the movie then it's you know the movie's but amazing and it's it, it's very smart and very well written and so the characterization in that is really solid and so his visuals married to this very solid characterization is like oh equals great movie That's so awesome. you know maybe that is the missing piece of the puzzle he just needs a writer who is already good to go without his guidance cuz you know Prometheus I think is is heavily flawed as far as Sure story goes and i think characterization is a big part of that i don't know it's it's. but then again you have like thelma and louise and you have uh you know gladiator for some i like gladiator a bunch
0: i kind of love gladiator yeah i mean lie. it's
1: it's i think it's also flawed in its way but it's also kind of a i don't know kind of well, here's why
0: gladiator works like russell crowe and joaquin phoenix are just doing this like tour de force <laughs> like over the top acting thing that right. i think is just great like, well, like, I don't know. It's just so, so nuts. Like, like this, I don't know. They're both just so over the top. That, yeah. And, but in like a good way that I just really
1: like. Yeah. And, and, you know, chewing up the amazing scenery. So <laughs> once again, his visual flair is definitely on display. So yeah, there's that fucking scene where Joaquin Phoenix
0: literally is like, your, what does he say? He's like, your boy cried like a little girl as we killed him. And your wife moaned like a whore as we Jesus. ravaged her over, and over It's just like, they're, man, glad it that one off. Gladiator has got some fucking moments in it.
1: Unbelievable oh. movie. Oh, so I guess what we're saying is uh, Ridley Scott, though hit or miss, has had at least, like, I don't know, does he qualify for, like, the De Niro principle?
0: <laughs> is sure. Like he's
1: done enough. Well, I, Honestly,
0: I think, uh, like, Alien and Blade Runner are two of the best best movies ever so right. it's like like you make two that are in like the top i don't know 20 or 30 like y- that's pretty impressive right so I, I i think that alone gives him just like a pass for the end of time i'm
1: guessing that alien alone probably would give him yeah. a pass till the end nah. of time and so you he,
0: double um, down on that it's like nah. jesus so you know i don't know i like i think he's a, g- a very good director yeah but i don't know if he's like a legendary no pun intended <laughs> like legendary director
1: well, and certainly he shouldn't necessarily be judged by this movie.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, definitely not. Like, I don't think this movie's so bad that it, you know, detracts from his, his like, history. Yeah. I mean, like, I actually don't even think the movie's all that bad. Like, it has no. it has a lot of decent qualities it's a really tough question of does does legend hold up or
1: not well especially given the fact that you know we both have almost no attachment to it personally sure besides the oh well the one time you saw it you liked it but i would say it it, like
0: it holds up as a interesting watch if you want to sort of fill out ridley scott's filmography right and it has enough good things to take away from it that i'd say it's worth checking out but in terms of holding up to, like, the rest of the movies he's ever
1: made, I mean, <laughs> right. it, definitely
0: not. Like, it's it's too flawed, I think, to be, like, some kind of classic.
1: Yeah, and as far as, like, fantasy films, I can't even put it in the top of those either, yeah, so. definitely not. Yeah. So Vi- I, Visually, yes. Sure. Like,
0: like I, earlier, I listed things like The NeverEnding Story or whatever. Like, this movie looks better than... Like, like if you could take yeah. The NeverEnding Story and then... Instead, you know, for Falcor or something, like right. have whoever worked on Ridley Scott's movie do that shit like that. would Then it would just be amazing. Yeah.
1: Graft Ridley Scott's visuals onto the story. Yeah. A never ending story. Yeah. Well, then I guess you get the dark crystal is what that's <laughs> true. you that's get true. a movie that's a like masterpiece. Yeah. Man. Stunning visuals and a fun story and good characters. And there you have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, One thing I remembered while we were watching the movie is uh, Mia
0: Sarah, the uh, woman who plays Lily. um, uh, I had mentioned that she was Ferris Bueller's girlfriend in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which she was. I was glad I at least remembered that correctly. (laughs) Right. Um, But I also then it occurred to me because she's not in that many movies. Right. The other thing I've seen her in is Time Cop. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's really.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's She's in that. She's Van Damme's like wife or whatever. I didn't even know she'd done that many movies. Honestly, besides Ferris Bueller, I had never seen her in a movie yeah. that I knew of, but I'm I guess i have seen her in Time Cop.
0: I'm kind of surprised, because she's actually pretty... I wouldn't say she's good in Legend, and she's good in everything I've seen her in. I was
1: going to say, I mean, maybe it was just one of those where it just, you know, she lost the, the interest. Right, know. right. Yeah,
0: that's true, because it's not necessarily always like, oh, they, you know, became a failure and never got cast anything. Some people, like, quit the business for whatever reason. Yeah. You I know, don't know. I, want, I have
1: no idea. I have uh-huh. not
0: heard nor seen too much of I her. I wish I saw her in more stuff. I thought I think she's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, at the very least she did have that nice like cherubic, you know, innocent quality that they right. re- needed to kind of sell this whole idea of like only innocence can draw the unicorn.
0: Yeah. It's like her and um oh, what's that woman from uh, from like Gremlins and like oh. Phoebe Cates. Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like Klein's and, wife. It's like her and Phoebe Cates should have like some sitcom where they room together or something like. <laughs>
1: Them and Jennifer Grey all get together and have a, a, an actress's sitcom. Exactly. Yeah, they just have, they give the same vibe to me for some reason. <laughs> all 80s girls who went, went elsewhere there you in, their, go. in their later years awesome
0: okay well uh yeah there you go legend gets our our moderate vague recommendation with a lot of caveats <laughs>
1: with a lot of caveats but does not hold up i guess or does I, hold up. i don't know
0: it, i i think it's, i think it's a split i think it's a split yeah. i think i think if, here if i had to do it like visually holds up but as a, as a real movie, like probably, <laughs> probably probably doesn't hold up. Well, that's but the, damning. The visuals are so good that like it, the it. Visuals are so good. It's almost damning to say it doesn't
1: hold up because that that makes it sound like it has no worth. I feel like it has worth. it's just not. But this All is sort of, of the thing, you know, when you go to, like, film school or when you talk to people who are, like, really into, like, film as a, as a study or as a, you know, a, a, an obsession or whatever, they, they tend to focus on, like, well, film is a visual medium and they'll really right. hit you over the head with, like, well, if a film can capture you visually, then it's already done its job. And I would maintain that, like, well, maybe... I mean, yeah, but the plot can't like stink up the joint. That's the thing; is it's like a a movie can be entirely awesome to watch visually, but if it's you know if the dialogue is terrible, then it's like well, then it fell down, you know. So, I mean, as a you know, as a cerebral idea, yeah, it holds up visually. It's a wonderful visual movie, but as a as a movie movie where it entertains the masses who are paying their ten dollars. Eh, who knows? Luckily,
0: my film school, Boston University, uh, <laughs> taught that above all else, is character was Ooh. their big thing. Which I actually kind of agree with. Like, I feel like if you don't have something worth watching, <laughs> it sure. can be as pretty as you want it to be. But, like, if there's nothing
1: to sort of sink your teeth into there. Well, I do think that's the failing of a lot of, like would-be directors is they're so obsessed with like well the visual says this and it's like yeah but what does the movie say right. beyond what the visual says because you you know you've got sound also you've got this amazing other half of a movie <laughs> which is you know affecting you just as much as visual i mean it's like what we talked about in the last episode with the blair witch project it's like your visual can be one thing and your sound can be another and if one is sort of overriding the other then that kind of halts your movie fair enough so there you go excellent well, uh thank you
0: very much, John. Oh for, thank you. Uh, yet another awesome uh episode <laughs> of the Hold up. another fantastic one.
1: What are we doing next time?
0: um yeah, next time so next uh, month is December uh <sighs> that means it's that's' Christmas. Christmas time, and we had previously talked
1: about uh, a certain film. Do you remember what we talked about i do uh it would be Richard Donner's. Lethal weapon. Yes. Oh, so, you I, '80s kids, get ready. Strap in, because here we go. Oh man, I'm
0: be rolling with my handgun all over the ground and <laughs> shooting at helicopters, sitting on commodes that are going to explode or whatever. Buildings. Yeah. It's going to be awesome that's
1: that's gonna be a fun one because i
0: i'm pretty i've only seen lethal weapon one time in and, my entire life
1: and i am the total 80s kid who watched obsessively great so here okay. we go i'm glad we could finally reverse
0: roles <laughs> one time I,
1: I could be the the one that doesn't know anything mm-hmm. wait that sounded
0: that sounded mean that's not what i meant i didn't no, mean okay. you don't know anything no nah. don't correct no correct <laughs> no i'm, <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> i'm not, crying. not you know what i mean you know what i mean that that, that like you that I know the movie less than you do.
1: The I think. failure of my memory, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I don't, you know, it's been a little while since I've seen it, so hopefully, my memory fails me in typical catastrophic fashion so the audience can enjoy themselves. Yeah, that'll be fun.
0: Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to Hold Up. Um, If you want to listen to other episodes or you want to follow us, you need to go to holdup.simplecast.fm. There you can subscribe to our podcast. Or you can also go to iTunes and look us up there if you'd like. And if you happen to go to iTunes, uh, do us a favor and give us a review. Or, uh, or a bare minimum, maybe a star rating. The, the, that really helps to uh, filter us into search lists and stuff and let other people find this podcast. So if you're a fan, uh, please do that. That would that would be a huge boon to us. Thank you. Yeah. Um. In addition to that, uh, you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, Or you can follow us on Twitter at holduppodcast. Oh, and if you'd like to send us an email uh, with uh, suggestions for future holdup episodes or uh, any questions or comments you might have, any comments you have about Legend, uh, please send us an email at holduppodcast at gmail.com. So Sweet. thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys.
1: And until next time, happy Thanksgiving. And nobody move, nobody gets hurt.